Well, there were a few primary elections of interest, although uh, primary elections are kind of boring. Wake me up when November ends. <laughs> I didn't write that down. That was right off the top of my head. So forgive me. But Blake Masters, if you've been paying attention, you might recognize that name. He was in uh, America First, Trump-endorsed candidate for uh, United States Senate in Arizona. He won his primary by 11 points. Pretty solid. Uh, Eric Schmidt won in Missouri, and this was, uh, <laughs> so Trump came out and endorsed Eric to be, to be the candidate, the Senate candidate in Missouri. Uh, but another candidate that had generated a little bit of buzz was also called Eric, Eric Greitens. And I don't know, none of None of the headlines, at least. See, I didn't read any of the stories because I don't I don't really find it very interesting personally. But another of the candidates was Eric Greitens. So when Trump came out and endorsed Eric, it wasn't clear whether or not he was serious. And didn't realize that there was a second Eric in the race. Or if it was a joke. Because I could see it either way. Also in Arizona, the Republican primary for governor went to, well, it looks so far like it's gone to Carrie Lake. She's up two points, about 12,000 votes, well, 11,000 votes. In Michigan, Tudor Dixon won the Republican primary resoundingly by 200,000 votes. Secretary of State, again, these are primaries, went to Mark Fincham, another Trump-endorsed America First candidate. And then the other races of note would be, oh, probably House Rep Peter Meyer, who voted for impeachment and has proven himself to just kind of be a general scumbag, not interested in representing the people. He went down to John Gibbs. So Peter Meyer is done. Many are celebrating. And then there were a few Washington state primaries. Marie Perez, the Democrat, won District 3. And this is all boring. Who cares? I don't, I'm, my attitude is bad in regards to elections. And that's for this reason right here from the Gateway Pundit. Reports that Pinal and Pima County do not have enough GOP ballots in more than 20 precincts for Arizona primary voters. 
election integrity issues in Arizona's three largest counties. And you can thank Katie Hobbs, your secretary of state in Arizona. She was the secretary of state in 2020, and now she's running for governor. So it looks like she'll be up against Carrie Lake. And uh, but Katie Hobbs won her primary with 70 percent of the vote. Now, she wouldn't she wouldn't tip the scales to give herself an advantage, would she? I think she would. From the article by Jordan Conradson. I've read his stuff before. Arizona's three largest county primary elections are rife with serious irregularities that have been occurring all day long, sparking even more concern for election integrity. But is this deja vu? Is it 2020 all over again? Haven't I been screaming that not enough has been done to secure elections and we're on course to have another stolen election in the midterms because nothing has been done. Because you in Arizona have not done enough to demand that your elections be secured. We've been distracted. All of us, not just you in Arizona. The Gateway Pundit reported earlier today on the massive voter concerns in Maricopa County. The moment that polls opened this morning, machines weren't working, and some voters were unable to get a ballot right away. Across the state, worries also continue to mount over the type of pen Arizona elections workers are pushing voters to use on Election Day. We reported that the pens are possibly causing overvoting or vote changing. Hmm. This really does sound like 2020, doesn't it? One Maricopa County voter also told the Gateway Pundit, When I put my ballot into the machine in Phoenix, the poll worker told me to wait for a green check mark, but then told me to hit the red return button and pull the ballot all the way out. When I asked if that was normal, she told me that it's been happening all day and that I needed to flip the ballot over and insert it upside down with the blank side up. She said, as long as we get the green check mark, we know it's been read properly. I do not know if my ups if my upside down ballot was actually counted properly. Penal County also saw some serious irregulations before and during election day. In Penal, 63,000 incorrectly printed mail-in ballots were sent out and delivered to voters just weeks before the election. The fact that this happened already proves that this election is compromised to its core. And here we go. We were all so excited for the red wave, right? And then what did I say? They're going to try to cheat again. And what's happening? Again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, remember? Sunburn. And... Speaking of sun, why are our bodies so weak? We're we're supposed to be this perfection of of biological evolution, right? That's what we learned in schools. Evolution is the indisputable fact. It's science. We got to trust the science. Well, why are we so weak and shitty? Why can't we go out in the sun 
without being burned to death? Why do we have to wear clothes without, you know, to stop from freezing to death? How are we biologically superior? Oh, well, it's because we've got this developed brain and so we can think a lot better than everything else and we have opposable thumbs so we can make tools and okay well then how did we survive how did we become the most dominant species on the planet when we have obvious survivability handicaps in this climate you know i I read something the other day that our bodies were designed to, to run. And I mean, I hate running. Send me an email if you agree. <laughs> we're supposed to be able to run, not, not fast, but for a long time. So we could, according to this, the, the author of this article, which I don't have in front of me, I'm just recalling from memory. The theory is that our bodies were designed so that we could run for a long time so that we could we could chase down a gazelle not because we were f- faster than it but because we could run for longer so we could run until it was tired. <laughs> this is serious, I promise. Somebody really wrote down this this hypothesis. We'd be able to chase the gazelle until it was tired and then still somehow have enough energy to kill it and eat it. Are we going to are we going to trust that science? Give me a freaking break. What are you stupid? The gazelle would be out of sight. How would we find it? And how many of us are chasing this gazelle? What happens when the saber-toothed tiger shows up after we've been chasing a gazelle? How long do you think a a gazelle can run? Five hours? We're supposed to run for five hours and and catch up to a... Find the gazelle, find wherever the gazelle collapsed from exhaustion? Ridiculous. Is genuinely, genuinely my least favorite part of science. How they make these broad statements like this is the truth. Oh yeah, dinosaurs were 65 million kajillion years ago. And we just know that. Okay, well, how do you know that? Oh, from carbon dating. Okay, well, how does carbon dating work? Well, we got a thing. Oh, okay. So... In order for carbon dating to work, you have to know definitively that this piece of whatever I'm holding here that I'm that I'm trying to calibrate my carbon dating equipment is definitely a thousand years old. Okay. Well, how do you know that? Well, yes, and you can see the cycle. But what does it matter, right? It's like the flat earth thing. Oh, the earth is flat. The earth is round. It doesn't really affect me, so I don't really care. The moon landing. 
Did we land on the moon? Was it all a hoax? Were we just trolling Russia? Who cares? It doesn't affect me. Politicians cheating elections affects me. And we need to investigate Katie Hobbs. She's the Secretary of State in Arizona. She is responsible for the travesty that is Arizona elections for the last three years, two years. But if I have to predict today, if nothing changes and we fail again, I think Katie Hobbs is going to be the next governor of Arizona. Because that's how this beloved system of ours functions. The corrupt criminals are rewarded for doing corrupt criminal things. They get to be governors and senators and presidents. But a bit of good news. It's not looking great for Hunter Biden. He's in all sorts of trouble for for tax evasion, which it looks to me like with some of these bank violations, it's more than just tax evasion. It's probably money laundering, too. I mean, he, he is a criminal. The, the banks have, have said so much with these 150 suspicious activity reports. When you get a suspicious activity report filed against you from a bank, that's the bank covering themselves from liability, notifying the federal government that they are pretty certain that their client is committing some type of criminal activity. So, so this has been in the hands of the Department of Justice for at least a decade. The FBI, you know, had to know about this because of all the suspicious activity reports that were filed from not just one bank, from five different banks, but yet nothing was ever done. And I don't think anything ever would have been done if if Hunter hadn't been dumb enough to leave that computer at that repair shop. I was a director of a bank, a community bank in, in Kentucky for over a decade. My family's been involved in that business. You know, uh, if a bank, I don't know of anyone who's ever gotten more than one suspicious activity report from a bank. And very few, you're talking about very few people ever getting one, period. But once you get one, the bank has to call the bank examiners to come in. No bank wants the bank examiners in their bank. I don't care if you're a little community bank or if you're Wells Fargo. Nobody wants the, it'd be like if you owned an energy company wanting the EPA to come by, you know, and just check on things. Nobody right. wants that. Nobody right. wants that. And for them to do it, if if our bank ever had one, once it got settled, and it's a big ordeal with those bank examiners coming in and having to look at everything, once that happens, our bank would be like, you know what, don't let the door hit you in the rear end on the way out. We we don't want to fool with you anymore. And these banks continue to do business with him. And it, the only rational explanation is because he was the vice president's son. But remember, these banks flagged these and invited the examiners in, knowing that this is the vice president's son. So, you know, this didn't just end at some low-level bureaucrat's desk. This went all the Correct. way to the top. And, and the fact that nothing was ever done about it. And, you know, they say, well, there's an investigation in Delaware. That's on tax evasion. That has nothing to do with the suspicious activity reports. That has nothing to do with the deal in Ukraine, the deal in Russia, or the deals in in China. And then since, you know, they say, well, Hunter's not done anything since Joe was vice president. That's not true. 
we've been investigating this uh, artwork. Remember, he was an artist for about a week, and we're pretty mm-hmm. we're pretty sure that the the buyer of the artwork was in China. And you know, we were requested information from the art gallery owner. The Biden White House sent their counsel to meet with the gallery owner to coach them on how to shield them from congressional oversight. That's James Comer, head of the uh, Congressional Oversight Committee, or I should say ranking member, ranking Republican member. And that is why the Democrats will cheat. And even if they get caught, nothing will be done. Sorry, this is really positive. <laughs> it's dark. It's grim. It demands our action. Because what choice do we have? And what are we supposed to do? Well, the answer isn't very fun. It has nothing to do with violence. Because... We can't be violent. We're better than that. We're smarter than that. This is why you saw Antifa looting and burning and fighting in the streets for all of 2020. Don't you remember? There was the pandemic, the misery, the rioting, the burning, the hatred. The racism, the Me Too movement, chaos and death and pain and tragedy and misery. All in the name, in my opinion, of getting rid of the politicians that represent the voters. Getting rid of the dissenters. In Hollywood, the ones that wouldn't go on the news and pretend to be somebody that they're not. Getting rid of the people that held their own beliefs. The ones that stood on their own morality. Censoring anyone that spoke out against the lies and the propaganda. Firing doctors, taking their licenses away. I still don't believe 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. But this is the picture that was painted in the media. So that we could all go, hmm, eh, well, okay, I guess it kind of makes sense. We were punished for four years. for voting for a non-establishment candidate, for adamantly speaking our voices against the tyranny, we were punished. And we continue to be punished because we exist, because we have wealth, and wealth is power. So now they're trying to take away our wealth so that we become dependent on them. And when we become dependent on them, then what we want doesn't matter.
because we're slaves. They don't care if we die. And they certainly don't care what we want. So we must vote. Whether you believe in politics or not, we must vote. Because if we vote at the very least, we can expose their efforts to cheat. We can expose their corruption. Their corruption is being exposed despite all of the efforts from the mainstream media and all of the censorship on social media. Their corruption has been exposed. And James Comer knows about it. And he's on the Glenn Beck podcast telling his millions of listeners that we know what's going on. 150 bank violations, tax evasion. And Joe Biden knew about it, even though he lied. There's more to come. It's going to be exciting. I'll be back. Goodbye.